Hello, my name is Timothy, and I'm joined today with my compatriot, Hesri. And today we've got a special guest, Tom Gray from Make48. He's the CEO over there. And that's actually going to be the main topic of the, today's podcast, Make48. So tell me, Tom, uh, to someone who hasn't heard of uh, Make48 before, what's kind of the, the elevator pitch, the, the two-minute logo? Yeah, well, good to see you guys. Uh, thanks for having me on. Um, so Make 48 is all about uh, collaboration. We, we host 48-hour competitions where teams come together uh, and we give them a challenge and they must build a physical prototype, a, uh, a one-minute pitch video and a sales sheet all in that 48-hour period. We do that, however, with the luxury of having a makerspace as our host and tool technicians to help the teams build whatever they can think of. So the teams themselves don't have to have any experience. They must have the idea and collaborate with people that can make it for them. So that's it in a nutshell. It's pretty simple. It's pretty fun. Um, and obviously there's a lot of stress happens in that 48 hour period as well. I'm sure that <laughs> it's going to be full of stress in that room. Mm -hmm. So something I was kind of curious about was, is there any particular reason why this is a 48 hour competition? You know, is there, is it because like 24 hours is not enough time to get something decent? Is it because it's longer, people get too stressed and doesn't work out either? Yeah, no, I, that's a question we get many occasions. And, you know, back with the co-creators, uh, Rich Brawl and Kirk, Kirk McMillan here in Kansas City, their whole thing was that you have to put a deadline on something eventually and as you guys as you guys just said it 24 hours is not quite enough when you have to innovate something you've got to go through the whole idea phase and that includes research ip uh, rapid prototyping failure rebuilding and we just knew that 24 was not enough 48 seemed to be a sweet spot where that could be done uh, with the help of others and then if you get to 72 then it's, it, it is too long you know, it's past a weekend. It becomes a lot more time commitment for everybody. So 48 was really the number that was sort of circled around and, and what we squared away on. Hmm. So remind me again, how long have you been doing this? <laughs> We've been doing this uh, since 2015, I believe. Um, founded in Kansas City. Our first couple of events were at Union Station. Uh, they've got a really nice Science City makerspace underground. Uh, we then went off to do the Smithsonian Muse Museum in DC. Uh, that was a big development for us. And uh, soon after that, we got picked up for a major documentary on PBS. And the last four seasons have been a national tele televised uh, documentary. So that's sort of what's happened in the last few years. So with your many years with Make48, What's your, what has been your most memorable sort of project or what's the best thing you've seen a team make in 48 hours? Oh, um, there's been a lot. Obviously, there's, there's usually, usually about 10 teams in every competition on average. Uh, it does vary sometimes. Um, depending on the category, we've had some serious categories. Um, we've had some products and pitches that have been extremely funny. Uh, which really changes the dynamic of, of the competition and how you view a product. But um, I honestly think that every time we do an event, you know, to be honest, they seem to improve every time we do it and there's just a whole bunch of new memories made. So I don't think I had, I used to have some great product examples. I know that the, um, 
Uh, there was a couple of products in the past that, that were funny on the funny side. Um, <laughs> but, but now I think I, I just, the locations are amazing. You know, we get to go to meet colleges and, and unique uh, cities. You know, we've been to Baltimore again, DC. Uh, we've seen things we wouldn't have seen just in general. But um, I think there's a lot of memories. You know, I can't put myself, uh, put one of those at the forefront. But uh, I know that our next one coming up with, with you guys could be just as, as memorable as the last, you know? So when you see, so obviously you've been doing this a while and you've seen a lot of different teams and the different team dynamics that go on. What would you say is the most common characteristics of a successful team? Yes, this is one that um, I like to talk about because collaboration is key for innovation, as you guys probably know very well. Um, but what we find is that because you have access to tool technicians with all the skills, you must reach out and utilize them. So what we find is people that have the least amount of experience in innovating and inventing are the ones that are not scared to fail and they'll go and communicate and work with other people. Um, we've had some teams with no experience place a lot higher than a top design firm or engineering firm wow. because because a lot of people try to do it all themselves. You know, there's almost like an ego that I, I can design. I've been doing this for years. I'm just going to go ahead and do my own CAD design and 3D prints and all that good stuff. And you've got, you know, contestants as young as 10 years old uh, going to five or six different people and coming out with this beautiful prototype. Um, both physical and, and, and partly working, and have just utilized everyone around them and a lot of lot of other people's ideas and brains. So I find that collaboration has been the big thing that opens up that any team can win this. You know, it doesn't matter what your skill level is. Let me let me dive into sort of a business student sort of perspective. We have quite a following in terms of students since we're on campus, obviously, and so I've heard you say that. There are many contestants who have little to no experience in terms of this format. So yeah. how would you say, would you, is this encouraging for college students to form a team and join and participate in Make48? What do you think? What's your take on that? Yes, definitely. The, um, again, the teams don't have to have any physical building skills because only about 5% of the population can actually build something, whether it's digital digital or physical. Um, but yet there's a lot more business students, marketing students out there as well that would say themselves, I'm not really suitable for this. This is like first robotics or something similar where it's completely opposite. Because as your team and when you form your team, you, you have to sell that product to the judges um, at the end of that 48 hours, meaning you've got to be a really good communicator. You're going to be a marketer. You've got to come up with a pitch video. So the skills right there are very different again. You know, they're not all about inventing. So market, a marketing background, a business background is extremely valuable if you have someone on your team that has those skill sets. So again, any student in that high school and that college can, can, can win this um, no matter what their background is. Wow. So... What you're saying is building is important. It's a big part of this tournament, but trying to explain and show and present is also a big part of it, huh? Yeah, definitely. We've definitely seen, um, 
you know, before the before the judging, I get to scout all the products, uh, and I'm a judge also, so I have a pre-judging uh, panel that I review products for IP reasons. But it's amazing the perception of a product as we see it on the floor compared to how we see that product during and after a pitch. If they've done a really good elevator pitch and presentation and a video, we see the product in a whole different landscape. Um, so marketing, and that's the same with business in general. You know, anytime you start a company, if you can't communicate what your product or idea or service is, then it's really hard to get consumers, investors, um, people to buy into what you're trying to offer. And so communication and marketing is a big play uh, in Make 48 as well. So I've done a, I've been a part of some different builder competitions before, and I've I've seen the that there's two different ways to refine an idea. One of them being, as I like to call it, the CAD way, and the other way being the, the prototype way, where they spend a lot of time developing and honing the idea in the in CAD, whether that be SolidWorks or Katia, uh, and then they only build the actual product a couple times. And I've also seen the, the opposite side, where it's the prototype, where they hit the ground running and they're, you know, they get a loose idea, they, they build a prototype, they figure out what's wrong, and then they just keep repeating the cycle, you know, maybe five times before they actually get something that's like actually good. Mm-hmm. So what would you say would be, is there any, is either side of these more preferable to the other in a competition that, that's only 48 hours long? You know, I'm a big believer of, um, I see a lot of people succeed if they do the CAD, the CAD direction first, or wow. it doesn't matter if it's CAD, it must be drawn out and thought out thoroughly at the beginning. Um, we, we tend to push all the teams that direction. You know, there's nothing worse than having a team and they just go straight to building because that team actually has to really settle on their idea first. And you've got all these experts around you that can CAD and can do that really fast. So why not utilize them, try to take out, and, and they have, a, most of those people that are tool technicians have a good background of product engineering and design. So they've got to advise the team, look, we can't actually 3D print this. We can't laser cut this because of these reasons, um, or even it can't be manufactured, you know? So we're always looking at that through the process of innovation. So we sort of tell the teams, use those designers, use them early and try to cut out a lot of the guesswork to eliminate making five prototypes. It's going to be a lot nicer to make two prototypes and get really close to it in 48 hours than to just start hacking away. So I like to do the de- I like to see people do the detailed design, CAD design, pencil drawings, whatever it is uh, at the beginning. So just so kind of people have an idea of where they're going, make sure everyone's on the same page before you start hacking yeah. stuff up. Yeah, and then you got to delegate. So you've got, like I said, who's going to make that video on your team? And, and when can you make the video? You cannot make the video until your prototype is built. <laughs> so, so you've got to really plan your 48 hours. Um, even though the competition is over, is, is, is and, and the makerspace is available 48 hours, you really have to lay out your plan. Um, because the first 12 is a lot of idea drawing and design, and you're going to look to see if there's any IP out there. You know, intellectual property is a big deal. How many people have invented a product to find out that someone else has already created something similar and you're in all sorts of trouble. So you got to lay that all out in the roadmap. So speaking about IP, um, does that really stop a lot of projects from happening in a sense? No, I see a lot of prototyping. Um, 
Are you talking about in Make 48 or just in general life? In, in, IP, in, 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 make, in make 48. Yeah, no, we have IP lawyers on standby. You must make sure you're not infringing somebody else's innovation. We, we do not care. Um, we do not care about can your product be patentable? We're not, we're not looking at that. We're just making sure that you're not infringing on somebody else. Again, in real life, if you spend money and lots of it creating a product and take it to market and you didn't do your research, that could, that could bring you to a standstill very quickly if someone else is coming to you with legal action threatening um, IP infringement. So it's, it's one of those things you must do thoroughly at the beginning before you start building. Back to sort of a business perspective, being a business student, I love speaking about such topics. So on the Make 48 tournament and competition, has there been any sort of prototypes or projects that have ended up becoming multi-million dollar prototypes that ended up being insanely profitable? Actually, no. <laughs> the re re the reason I say that is uh, our last four seasons have been on television and um, it has been challenging. Uh, there's a lot of rules and regulations with television um, about corporations making money from projects, etc. that we do. So um, moving forward with our city series, it's something that we want to see happen. So in every city we go to, there is a real company calling the challenge and not make 48. So we want to see success. The other thing that you must people must understand is innovation, taking an idea to prototype is one thing, taking a prototype all the way to market and being successful just to get it to market is extremely time consuming and very expensive. So at the end of our Make for Day competitions, it's, we've always sort of got to that point is who's gonna take the product and run with it has also been a major hiccup of ours over the years. Um, so we want to eliminate that moving forward make the make it more streamlined and definitely allow products to go to market with the right companies already uh having them under their wing understood so before we go ahead and wrap this up one advice or tip you have for our listeners as a successful entrepreneur yourself what's a tip that you would want our listeners to have are we talking make 48 or are we talking business in general just you in general, business in general. In general, good, 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 good. Um, for business students, for people going out to start their own business and company, uh, I highly recommend, if possible, do it as young as possible. And the reason I say that is um, failure will happen all the time, no matter how much experience you have. It's better to fail when you're young, um, before you're very committed to life. It's hard to make decisions when you have a family, when you have a house and a mortgage and a, and a job. It's easier, it was easier for me to make those younger when I didn't have the worry of what happens if I failed. Because going into business generally gets very expensive. And if, once you start your business and it starts to succeed, it, it naturally grows and that becomes more expensive. So you all you also must have a plan as, as your business grows, how am I gonna fund that? You know, it's, it's, it's easier said than done, but how am I gonna keep up with growth to keep it going and keep it strong? And I think that's the big thing that a lot of people 
um, don't take into account when they start. If you start to succeed, how do you keep the ball rolling and rolling smooth? So yeah, Tom, if any, if any of our listeners wanted to, to join the competition, where would they, how would they do that? Yeah, great question. Uh, just head to our website, make48.com uh, forward slash Wichita. There's a page dedicated to your competition. And uh, there you can apply. You can also apply to be a, a tool tech or a volunteer. It's very much a community project. So there's a lot of room for, for, for many people to be involved. But get your team together. It's uh, it's free to free to be a part of it. Um, and if you're accepted as a team, uh, we'll be having a casting call in a couple of weeks at Go Create. So we get to see you in person and talk about the competition. And then, of course, in June, it'll be all systems go. All right. All right. Sounds exciting. Can't wait. Thanks, guys. Awesome. So that's Tom Gray over at Make 48. Keep your eyes open for when the competition starts in June. That wraps us up for this episode. Catch us next time on Ready, Set, Go Create. It's already <laughs> left my head. I hate scripts. I hate them, I hate them, I hate them. <laughs> okay. What was the next line? We just, <laughs> we just said it. We just okay. said it. Episode of Ready, Ready Set, Set, Go. go. You oh, did no. too. <laughs> <laughs> podcast now. I couldn't do it either. Well, that's like this, this, this on the upcoming competition. No, we no. gotta start. Oh, we God. both watched that so bad, dude. It's just the last ten seconds. I man. know. That it, it, there has an actual date. It's not just some time. There's a specific date. We already know what it is.